0: Today, on marvel cinematic universe podcast we have a winner 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 also we all lost all of us because all the movies got moved back it did indeed and the internet is terrible because eternals got spoiled but will poulter got cast as adam warlock so that's pretty cool all that we have no control over kind of slightly controlled modicum a modicum very little control
1: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Hey, buddy. Like old times. Yeah, bud. <laughs> uh, Ashley is out sick today, so we have no producer in the producer chair, but me and Jeff are here like old times, uh, except we ha- do have the, the live chat joining us, which is exciting. Well, well, let's like first thing first, man. We got the uh, big, uh, the big prize to give away. Yeah, we had
0: this month of,
1: reviews to to sift through thank you guys so much so many reviews all between the nine shows how many reviews did it end up being uh it ended up being
0: 1012 reviews That's across crazy. all nine shows it would have been very very difficult to gather all of those by hand uh so you know i found a i found a way to gather all of that programmatically with you know a little bit of, a little bit of magic yes. with the Je- Python Jeff here, uses, and
1: here. Yeah, Jeff used his coding knowledge to collect I, it all I robotically. Did use,
0: <laughs> I did use a, a bit of my, um, actually, uh, from my data wrangling class that I recently finished. Oh, that's awesome! As part of my uh, data management, data analytics degree that I am on the cusp of completing. As much yeah. as
1: I am super proud of you. And I think that's awesome. I think the people just want to know who won. Oh, the people want to know who the people winner is. People want to know who the one. the You get your choice of a Oculus Quest or Nintendo Switch.
0: And who is the winner? Well, the winner posted on September 16th, 2021. Uh, I could give you a timestamp, but I'm not going to. Mm. On Apple Podcasts saying, if you're looking for a great podcast, this is it. And that author... Is Purple Llama 63?
1: Man, I could not a great name. be happier with the name of the winner. Purple Onion, Purple Llama, Purple Onion. But that's, sorry, that's a restaurant. Uh, that's Purple a restaurant. Llama, Purple Llama, thank you. That's such a good screen name. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, they posted on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Fitting, I would say. <laughs> that's true. It's true. And, um, yeah. Purple llama 63.
1: So what I love though, is with a thousand people, uh, a thousand reviews coming in it for those people who were kind enough to go give a review on all nine shows, they've got about a one in a hundred chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they still have about a one in a hundred good like, chance yeah, to win a big prize with no purchase. So thank you guys for doing it. We really hope
0: yeah. new purchase necessary.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, not, it's not like you're gambling here. It's just like a, a kind thing. Everybody did to go help out the network. So thank you. And uh purple llama reach out to us by email and we'll verify you and get you your prize. Um, and uh, everybody fear, else fear. We'll, we'll do another one soon uh something like this we probably won't be doing a review contest we'll do something similar coming up um i think in a few months probably so keep us keep keep keeping in the feed we'll be we we'll be doing some other prize stuff because it was very effective to help out not only us but the whole network um so yeah. thank you guys
0: yeah the other the other shows have seen a real boost um yeah. in their numbers because like people people apparently I uh, had not discovered those other shows yet until we were like, go review them. And they're like, I guess, I guess I'll listen to them too. Yeah. And they're like, oh crap, this is a really great show. Why haven't I been listening the
1: whole time? Yeah, you're getting a lot of messages about new shows in the Strain Panda Network. People are fun. And so if you haven't done that yet, check out StrandedPanda.com. There's lots of lots of shows there. Um, yep. Cool. Well, uh, let's get into the news, bud.
0: Yeah, the news. The news. God, the news this week is just... It's all sad, Matt. <laughs> it's it, all just it, really sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm so bummed
1: it's, about the first So we got, of news.
0: We got delays on, like, literally everything coming up. Except, okay, I say literally everything. It's not literally everything. We still got Eternals coming out in two weeks. Two weeks. It's crazy. And then we still have... Spider-Man coming out in December mm-hmm. on uh, December seventeenth, which is very funny, bold move on the part of the people who make The Witcher, but they also are releasing on December seventeenth. Huh. Um, so there's going to be a whole lot of things to watch that weekend for for me especially. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, both things so, you love. Yeah, both of these things I love a lot. So Disney. Disney has delayed the release of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness from March 25th to May 6th. And you're like, hey, Jeff, I thought that was the day that Thor Love and Thunder was going to come out. And you would have been right, except that it got moved to July 8th. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey, Jeff, I thought that's the day that Black Panther Wakanda Forever was going to come out. But it got moved from July 8th to November 11th. And you're like, hey, Jeff, I thought that was the day that the Marvels was going to come out. Oh, <laughs> you would have been right. Except that it's now postponed to early 2023. Wow. Ah. Ugh. And you're like, early 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was supposed to come out then. Yeah, you're right, except it's now pushed back to July 28th,
1: 2023. So, all of them basically got pushed back one slot to the where the next movie was going to go. Which is yep. a bummer. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder if this will affect their TV strategy as well. If they'll slow down on that as well, or if they'll keep that coming. So, we'll see.
0: I really hope they don't slow anything, or slow the TV stuff down, because the TV stuff has been so good.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Freaking, <sighs> freaking love it and I'm freaking excited. Um, I'm just so, like, it's very short-sighted. I realize everything got pushed back, but I was just so excited about Multiverse of Madness. Right.
0: <laughs> I also think
1: that like, maybe we don't, they, they said they moved them back. I think their reasoning was for uh, some of these production issues they're having yes,
0: production delays.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, there's been a bunch of um, talk about a strike on a lot of these productions because, or like a strike in the entire, I guess, whatever screen actors guild or whatever, because of the way they're like, it's not, it's not the actors it's the uh the crew and such because of the way they're working them so hard they're doing like 16 hour days and stuff and that was True. one of the th- one of the things i heard saw cited was all that talk of strike they wanted to expand the length of time they have to make these things so they can slow down a little bit because there are they're they were uh pushing their people pretty hard i guess um okay but i don't I i, I also can't help but think it might be related to just like wanting Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness to be a summer blockbuster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they normally put their biggest movie in May. You know, it's it's always their biggest tentpoles always come out in May. And Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness seems like it's going to be a big tentpole movie.
0: Yeah, based on what we know about Multiverse upcoming and, mm-hmm. you know, the way that it looks like um, Spider-Man is going to be... like. There's been, there was so much, there's so much Doctor Strange featured in the trailer for Spider-Man that, like, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's the next Doctor Strange movie. No, 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 wait, that's that's the next Spider-Man movie. Well, and
1: Ah. the fact that they're combining all this stuff, um, like, I have no doubt that Spider-Man might be in there. There's been a lot of rumors that Loki might be in there. There, uh, we know that Wanda's in there. Uh, it's just kind of at America Chavez. Like it feels like it's almost an Avengers movie level event where you're getting all these people from different areas and combining them together. Some of them from the TV side, but the TV stuff has been so popular that, you know, it feels to me like a, it's going to be a, uh, like an Avengers level event.
0: The thing that you were saying about, uh, it being like a, a big team up that like kind of leads me, uh, down this path of excitement, I guess, is that yeah. like it does feel like an Avengers level event and it does feel like a big team up thing, but it also is a team up of of people that we've either never seen before or people that have just not been there for like the the all the team ups so far. So like they haven't been present for like the big team like the Civil Wars and oh, um, Wanda has been there for all of it. But. Wanda was like barely there for Civil War. Uh, like, she was like Wanda the impetus was for the whole thing Story wise, but she was right. barely, she got put in her room. Like, right. But she then wasn't they broke
1: her out of her room. I mean, she's a ba- involved in the big first fight. She's involved in the big airport fight. Like she's not, a, she's not one of the main two people I would say. But she's like the third or fourth on the call list, kind of. I'd say she's like fifth on one of the
0: teams. Like <laughs> she she envisioned I and I think that this is a thing that's um it's a it's a Russo Brothers thing. The Russo Brothers like grounded, realistic characters. So like Wanda Envision and, and Thor and Hulk are not that. And because of that, they kind of like sideline those characters as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch Civil War and you you kind of look at like who they focus on more than anything like obviously Captain America because it's Captain America movie right. but when it comes down to like in Civil War in Infinity War like most of the time they're spending time with those grounded characters those characters who are closer to human like Wanda gets put in her room Vision gets sent into the core of the earth basically <laughs> like in Civil War when she like throws them underground And, you know, you just, you don't see them a lot. Like, they they show up, they do their big thing, they kapow, and cause ruckus, and then, you know, the rest of it is the regular people reacting to that. See,
1: I don't know that that's a result of the Russos wanting to do that, but it, to me, is a result of the fact that, like, the two main characters for all those movies you're talking about are Iron Man and Captain America, who are like who were the biggest two Avengers, the two that kind of like, uh, I think they were sort of the heart of the team for, for the beginning of this phase one and phase two and phase three. So like as much as I, I really love think the other that Hulk team, is the
0: biggest member.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, I think, I think that cap and Iron Man are clearly the most popular, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think that they're the ones, and they're the ones that they want to wrap their story up. And so, like, those three movies, one of them is literally about the two of them fighting, and the other one is about them figuring out how to come back together to fight a bigger threat. You know what I mean? Yep. Because if you really think about it, even Thor, as much as, you know, I know you love Thor, um, and he is for a fantastical character, he's not that focused on in that movie either. Exactly. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. I think they're just really focused on Tony and Cap, more so than, like they have to be street level or like, you know, whatever, uh, grounded. is the word you used. Um, I think it's more that like <laughs> yeah. they're telling a story about these two people because they do have like fantastical scenes. And I mean, Thanos is in no way grounded. Um, he's like this God level character who's out in the cosmic verse, you know?
0: But I will say in infinity war, every time Thanos is dealing with Tony and with cap, he goes more hand to hand than he does pretty much anybody else Mm. other than like when he had, when he at the beginning fought Hulk and like pretty much shit stomped him. I
1: think there's a bit of Thanos that likes to
0: kind of get his hands dirty.
1: dirty. Yeah. And so like, I think he tends to fight people on their level. And so if someone comes at him with punches, he responds in kind. If they come Mm. at him with magic, he responds with magic. I mean, maybe just like, that's how he's, how he responds. I don't know.
0: I don't know. He, when Bruce came at him, in the suit, in the, yeah. uh, the Hulkbuster suit, he just like phased him into the wall. Oh he's yeah, like, you're sitting there for now.
1: Well, yeah, I think at that at that point, he's just like brushing everyone aside. He's not really fighting anyone at that point. He's just like brushing yeah. everyone aside because his his final mission is right in front of him.
0: Right, but also in that time, like in that span of like going for the you know that that final mission, Cap comes up to him and like you know. Does the the baby grip with you know like the ooh, baby daddy's grip. daddy's giant fingers? Like, <laughs> <laughs> gaga, gugu, <laughs> Gaga. Yeah, like he you know he grabs his hand and is and is trying to push him back. Like if Thanos was just wanting to walk through everybody, he would have just been like, okay, you're all out of the way, or you're all you know paper mache, you know sure. cube people.
1: Sure. Or whatever. But I think he also has like a sense of like, he doesn't really desire to kill them. Uh, it like he has a sort of sense of like, he, they're not, they're his enemies cause they're standing in his way, but he doesn't necessarily have a hatred. Like he has so that, with a set line, he says to Tony, I hope they remember you or something like that.
0: Yeah. I uh, totally like, remember you. He's
1: like, you know, you guys are all heroes. I think he, I think he looks at those guys, like you're heroes like me, you're just not willing to go as far as I am to save everyone.
0: And that may be that may be so, but he he turned Drax into bricks into cubes, right? And like he fell apart, but only temporarily. Turned, yeah, right. Because of the because of the reality stone. So like, if he did that to Cap and team on Earth, it That's wouldn't true. be long lived. Like it would be a temporary thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just it's weird.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a real consistency to the way he fights, which like. I don't know, maybe that shows his, like, versatility, or maybe it just shows, like, the writers wanted to show off all the different ways he could use the stones, you know? Or, like, the lack of care he has. And also, like, at that point, he has so many stones in his possession that, like, these people... When he walks, when he's dealing with the Guardians, what does he have, two stones at that point? He's trying Uh, to get the third? three. Okay, he just got the third. Right, he had just gotten the reality stone. So you can see, like how once he has five, maybe he just feels that much more like invulnerable, and he's just going to charge through. You know, like he doesn't the, doesn't need to shut people down or turn them into bricks or whatever.
0: He's just like or turn them into a spring, spring like slinky he did to mantis. Yeah, big slinky. That was so creepy, slinky mantis, slinky
1: mantis, mantis wearing that little slinky dress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope not like this not <laughs> not like this at all not not like this not like this <laughs> all that to say we haven't seen much from these big fantastical characters other than to show up and do a big thing right so dr strange wanda um america chavez punching holes in reality mm-hmm. to jump to other universes like- oh yeah it's going to be a big deal. I
1: definitely just fully agree with you there that the fact that like we've had this sort of power creep happening and like part of the reason I think they never focus on Wanda and maybe vision in the same way. Like once they reach their full potential, it's hard to know how like some of the other Avengers matter anymore. (laughs) Right. You know, it's like uh, especially Wanda who can warp reality. Like what does that, what do you even do with that? Um, and literally in comics like what do you do with that you just have to take you her out her. I guess you have to just <laughs> kill her even if she you don't, even if she doesn't have bad intentions she still oops is reality
0: a few times Yeah,
1: you can't have somebody just oopsing all over reality so like yeah I don't know now now we're finally delving into these characters I think they did intentionally like hold back from some of those characters for a while um yeah because they wanted to tell the story of Tony and Cap and how they like wanted to resolve all that
0: yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> to uh, to try to segue into our next story, talking oh, about yeah. power creep, power creep. How do you think the Eternals are going to to factor into that? Um, especially uh, with Icarus being like super strong, and uh, he's basically Superman. Yeah, he looks it, his power set looks feels a lot like Superman. For yeah. sure,
1: I, I, th- I think they'll fit in with the new po- sort of power levels that we're getting, like the Captain Marvels. And it's interesting because they've seemed really powerful, but they're truncated by their um, ability to decide to fight, which is such a weird thing. Like, yeah, it's going to be weird. I- I'm interested to see how this movie goes because it's like they're not allowed to help, right? Like that's a weird. Choice for a hero.
0: Oh my God! It's <laughs> it's the Avengers. If the Sokovia Accords were like actually working, if they were actually listening, yeah, yeah, to like stop them from doing the thing until uh, until they're told they can. Yeah, the so the Celestials are just the UN Security Council of
1: space yeah. <laughs>
0: of space. <laughs> it's the Universal Nations. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's a. Interesting thought that, like, the storytelling, the whole point is, like, you resist the call. Like, there's a whole story circle. It's like you start by resisting the call, and you finally make the decision to, like, overcome your resistance and go into the fray and fight the battle and cross over the threshold or whatever. And they're, like, not allowed to? Make their yeah. own decisions? like so. Until now. What kind of hero does that make them? Like, how do we get on their... I don't know. That's, that's an interesting problem for Marvel to solve of, like, yeah. the just classic story circle storytelling. I don't know. It's interesting.
0: I wonder... I, I saw in... like I, I wonder, though, like, I saw in the trailer there was a point where it looked like they were... Like, coming out of their pods. Because you remember in the comic, whenever um, whenever Icarus got, like, blown to... Like, when he got atomized, basically, mm-hmm. um, he just kind of popped out of a, a little Eternals generator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Eternals 3D printer was just like, Here, here's, here's another Icarus. Yeah. And he was like, good to go. All right. <laughs> got reset. And it looked like they were kind of coming out of pods like that, almost. So, like what if they've been either gone or asleep for a while right no i'm I'm
1: talking about their um they're just not that they haven't been around, but their discussions in the trailer where they talk about like yeah. you know we we aren't allowed to fight, and then it's like who tells you you can't, and then it shows a celestial, so that's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about the um the the fact that they haven't been around, but the fact that like that's what they're saying in the trailer at least.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It could go either way, maybe or maybe, maybe what we saw is just like like a flashback, or maybe what I saw, I guess, it's like a flashback of when they popped out of the their pods, or like when they came to Earth, or right. Yeah, yeah, that could
1: be. I absolutely think it's possible they'll bring that element in that in the comics they're just like they when they die they're just reborn from a little chamber.
0: That would be cool. That's what makes them eternal. <laughs> yeah, I just mean, like,
1: yeah, boop. that's it. They're just like. They got right backed over. up on iCloud, and now they just come yeah. out with, <laughs> of their 3D printer, Eternals yep. printer.
0: The, the 3D Eternals printer yeah, yeah. just squirts out another one. <laughs> I yeah. don't like that term. So, uh, all this Eternals talk to uh, to say to everyone, like, stay off the internet. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> we
1: should have opened with that, like... You kind of did at the intro, but like, stay off the internet about Eternals. Some assholes are spoiling it. And like, I've seen a couple of things that were like a little spoilery.
0: Some asshole, some industry insider who went to the red carpet event yesterday. Like, it was yesterday, Monday, October 18th, was the like red carpet premiere of the film. And some guy, I think he's at Variety. I don't know. I don't know where he is. I don't know who, but. Apparently, he has been spoiling everything, spoiled the, the post-credit scene, like, just dropping all kinds of crap. It's not great. Not mm-hmm. a good look. Not a good look for an industry insider, probably not getting invited back.:
1: No, it's very upsetting to just like have that spill all over the Internet. I mean, how have people not learned like about spoilers yet? You know, <laughs> Like, come on, people. Yeah.
0: Like we're all trying to go into it fresh. Yeah. Right? Like I'm I'm eating up everything I can in the trailers and the featurettes, but that's because I'm excited for the film. It's not like I want to go and get all of the information about every little thing mm-hmm. beforehand. I, yeah, like, I even
1: saw something uh, about the post credit sequence that was floating around and I was like, crap, come on. Stop stop flooding the internet with that stuff. And it's right. hard for people, I mean you were trying to like collect enough for the podcast without spoiling people. And yeah, sometimes, yeah, it's suff- it sucks. We just have to go like, get away from the internet for a while. Yep.
0: Uh, juice and lemons in the chat said my mom accidentally spoiled something. Cause she saw it on Facebook and called me to confirm. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm taking applications for a new mother. <laughs> immediate, immediate follow up with JK. I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is. but no, the sentiment is real. I get it. Yeah, I'm there for with sure. you, new
1: mom. That's the big story about the eternal stay off the internet. Uh, yeah, and stay off the internet. The last piece of news we have is uh, Will Poulter. Poulter. Will Poulter
0: has been cast as Adam Warlock. Yeah, as very interesting. James Gunn posted on Twitter, uh, basically saying, "You guys know that I I like to shut down the rumors and everything, um, but." No, this one's real. And Will Poulter, like, he confirmed Will Poulter has been cast as Adam Warlock in mm-hmm. the upcoming Guardians film. It's very exciting. I, I'm
1: i watching him right now on uh, Dope Sick.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, which has yeah. been
1: really good. It's uh, starring Michael Keaton. Um, and that's just been really cool to see him do a TV series, uh, sort of a limited series type thing. Um, yeah. And it's just attacking the sort of, like... Um, uh, the opioid crisis and he's like a, uh, so sad. He's a um country doctor who just like is just listening to the people that are giving him studies on the way that stuff works. And so he's just prescribing it unknowingly and it's just, mm-hmm. man, it's so sad. But uh Will Poulter plays the um plays one of the pharmacist farm, pharma reps or whatever. Who's like selling the drug to the poor town doctor or whatever. And it's just, you kind of hate him, but he's also not really understanding fully that what he's doing and it's just sad, man. But really really great so far.
0: That's rough. Mhm. Well, <clears throat> if you uh, if you look at like if you if you do go on the internet, don't make it to find Eternals spoilers. You should go look up uh, look at the the glow up that Will Poulter has gone through. Uh, as yeah. part of the the Marvel glow up. Mhm. The kid, like I don't know how to say it other than kid's gotten hot. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he pulled a Neville Longbottom on us. <laughs> he pulled the Neville Longbottom on
1: us. One, of them, one of them Chris Pratt's.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, because he looked. If you remember, uh, we're the Millers yeah. is one of the films that he was in, where he was, you know, the the geeky looking kid with the giant braces and like. Just not, you know, kind of shrimpy, just yeah. generally not no, considered sure. an attractive person. And in,
1: Well, that's the thing. Is in that movie, he's cast as, like... He's cast because he looks like the geeky kid. Like, that's part right. of... Half of the humor of that movie, of his part of that movie, is him looking kind of like, man, look at me! I'm... I don't know. It's like, he's, like, <laughs> cast very much for his look, and his look is that he's not, like, a... You know, he's not the cute kid. He's the geeky one. And, like... Yeah, to see him, uh, you know, grow up and
0: grow up. Glow up. Grow into himself, you know? Grow up and glow up. Glow up, yo. So, I just sent you a, a link to, like... <laughs> Sexy pictures of Will Fulter. No, nah, he's just in an interview. He's got a lapel mic on. And you can see, like, he has buffed out for yeah. this role. Rad. Like... He looks like he could be Adam Warlock at this point, you know? Right. Like, he's, he's got the Marvel game, or the, the Marvel Fit game, you know? He's got oh, that, yeah. that team of people behind him. And I love that
1: every article that I'm reading that has Will Poulter announced still has his picture from We Are The Millers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all over it. It's
0: just like, he yep. well, can't live that down. You can't. And that was, God, how long ago was that? It was 2013 is when that came out. Wow. Wow. So that was eight years ago at this point? Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> it was eight years ago and people are still like, no, you're just the shrimpy kid.
1: <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm pumped. I, I think uh, I'm just a pumped to hear any news that Guardian, it just makes it feel more real, you know? Yeah. So that's always great. All right. Well, let's get into the feedback. How about it?
0: Sure. How about it, Jeff? How about it, indeed? We got James S., one of our patrons. Hey, guys, my name is James. I'm from New York, so no accent voice memo to go along with this. (laughs) I just signed up for the Patreon after many months of procrastination, or should I say, deliberation? (laughs) Animation deliberation reference. I get it. (laughs) I I understood that reference. James says, I listen at work, so by the time I get to go on my phone, I always forget. I felt I owed it to you because of the countless hours of entertainment and fun you've all provided me. While at work, I run loud machines and do work most people don't enjoy. Landscaper. And I've gotten many looks and comments from people that see me smiling and laughing as I go about my day, usually because I'm listening to you all. (laughs) I found you guys after Black Panther, which is also when I became an MCU fan. I watched all the movies and Netflix shows leading up to Black Panther. Since, and since I had a few months before Infinity War came out, I was looking for more Marvel content. I was so happy to find a podcast that not only cared about the movies, but the shows as well. I went back through the catalog, listened to all your show and movie breakdowns, and now you're my first podcast on the list whenever I open the app. Your show has improved in quality a lot since then. I donated on the GoFundMe for the laptop, and glad it helped. But what stayed the same is your funny, honest, down-to-earth conversations that really helped me get through the day with a smile on my face. I look forward to interacting with you and the Panda family more as time goes on. The awesome community you all have built is a testament to how awesome you all are. Until next time, true believers.
1: I don't I don't Bud Bud up Oh
0: that's what that is, okay. <laughs> I was like Ba da da bum <laughs> Like, I don't know. This is this is ba da bum da dum dum b da bum Bum bid bum 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 like is this a
1: this is a typo. It's gotta be a typo. Nope, that was our music. James, thank you so much for becoming a patron, bud. And uh uh, so many thank yous uh, to throw back at James and everybody out there listening. Um uh, For for one thing, I s- I've mentioned it a lot before we started, but they just announced the new Max. And as I've talked about on the show, when you guys were so gracious to give me uh, the money to keep the podcast going, and I was about to order my computer, uh, Zoo Hare from the Animation Deliberation podcast jumped in. And he was like, don't buy it yet. I was like, what do you mean don't buy it yet? I need it to make the podcast. And he was like, don't. There's new Macs coming. They're going to be way better. Wait like four months. If you spend that money now, it's going to like, you're going to get way less computer for your money. And I was like, okay. So I bought a cheap one to get me through a couple months. It was, it's been sort of slow. It's been like overheating and like, it's like, it, run, it, it runs hot every time we're doing this. Like it's like literally I can put my hands close to it and it's heating up. Um, <laughs> warm my hands <laughs> by your hands away hugging from it. my Mac over here. I li- literally can, can warm my hands. It's crazy. Um, but uh, but the new ones, that should not be the case, but they literally announced them yesterday, and I am so excited. I'm about to finally get to buy that uh, that laptop that all of you guys were so gracious to allow us to get for the podcast, and we're going to be able to like make this show even better and do more cool things, and I cannot wait. So thank you, thank yep. you, thank you, thank you.
0: So thank you to James. I, like, I kept yeah. expecting, I kept expecting in that message somewhere for there to be a like. I also want to talk about a, a property, you know, like I want to oh, get right. feedback about a property, but it it wasn't there. It was just it was all gushing, and I'm I'm appreciative. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, thank you, James. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to do with my hands. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's basically it. Don't know how to take praise except for to send it right back. And we just. Yeah. It's not me. It's you. Yeah. You guys that, that community you're talking about is just made up of people like yourself that have just come around this podcast and built up the stranded panda thing. And like, it's just, we couldn't have done it on purpose if we tried just so many cool people out there in the Facebook and the discord and the reddit. Yep. Which we should mention, we're trying to build up the discord and the reddit because a lot of people want to get out of Facebook. That's like, you yeah. Know, and I totally get it. There's a lot of reasons to get out of Facebook. So if you're one of those people, we are trying to put a little more work into the Discord and the Reddit side.
0: Yeah. Reddit.com slash r slash mcucast will get you to oh, okay. our Reddit subreddit. Uh, and I don't remember the uh, the code offhand for the Discord, but um, we'll try to get make sure the link is correct. Matt will put it in the show notes. I can do that. Yeah. And it is a link that does not expire so
1: oh it is it now good, good. yeah because all the be links, good. i kept expiring
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I made know. sure to uh, i made sure to correct that on this link oh good 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 job okay hey. th- so thank
1: you james you're you're the best appreciate you man
0: so next up we got another patron tim brown says a bit of clarification i wasn't saying that loki or thor were better characters per se i was saying loki was a much happier character Also, Loki said he wouldn't help like everyone else did, but you see several Frost Giants still helping straighten stuff up in the montage of the cleanup when Frigga is coming down to Earth. Check it out. You'll see them. Uh, Also, yes, Thor was big into himself in the first Thor and enjoying the cheers and whatnot, but he wasn't the same as Party Thor at all. Uh, Remember what Nebula said to him when they were looking at Killmonger? She said, do you trust him? And he said, I trust everybody. That simply is not the same Thor who hasn't had any conflicts, really, with anyone. It's actually amazing he could fight as well as he did, because he's way more into partying than fighting. But since he's 1,500 years old, he may have gotten into a few here or there, but not with that many, I'm guessing, if he's going to be that trusting of everybody. Hmm. Well,
1: the thing is, like Thor's the kind of guy... Who like a physical fight isn't necessarily going to be the be all and end all of your relationship with him. You know what I mean? He's like the kind of guy not. who respects a good <laughs> yeah. fight. Um, he's like, oh yeah,
0: yeah, you're a great person because you kicked the shit out of my face, right?
1: But the kind of treachery he's had to deal with with Loki, um, you know, and, and that breaks of, you. Yeah, that that's broken Thor, and and I think it's a really good point because um, he was talking about him them being better, better versions of themselves, and I think they. It is definitely true that it seems like while it may have had the impact on Thor to make him a better hero to have Loki in his life, it does seem to have had mostly negative effects on his own happiness. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer.
0: (laughs) And like watching Thor's arc through what we've seen in the MCU is like... There is no happiness for him. Like, every part of being a hero is just tragedy and loss. Mm. Like, oh my god, he has lost so much.
1: Yeah. He really has. Oh, it's rough.
0: Sorry, I just, I got got distracted thinking about how sad it was. Like, (laughs) damn, bro. That's rough.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It really is. All right. It's so it's sad for Loki too to think about it that way. Like you've been a real negative effect on your brother's life. Your brother, who you do love in some way, been a real negative effect on him.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the only way you've been good for him is, is that you've kind of sharpened him as a hero because he had to deal with you. Um, yeah, it's rough, man.
0: Well, I mean that that tracks with what we saw uh, in the Loki series. Hmm. In that you know, Mobius said, "Your only like your role in the grand scheme of things is to make every like make other heroes better." Yeah, that's like, a good call, so that they can become the best versions of themselves. That's absolutely a good call. I wasn't even thinking about that, but
1: that's exactly what it is, and uh, so yeah, that's very consistent. I like it. So when he's saying that to him in Loki. It's like, yeah, of course he's a he's a villain. Of course, his role in the grand scheme is to like sharpen the heroes. But, like, when you think about the fact that his brother is one of those heroes who he loves, it just gets really sad really fast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so let's not take too long thinking about that. Nah. Because we're just going to bring the whole podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't want to start thinking about my own brother and how he's nothing but a spur in my heel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't think that's a phrase. I don't want to start thinking about the fact that I'm an only child with no such problems. <laughs> oh, wait, I do. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> Free of siblings, woo! <laughs> Free of siblings, only have everyone else dragging me down. <laughs> I don't know, that came out weird.
1: It's really any social thoughts there jeff
0: yeah i mean uh dad was an isolationist so you know mm. <laughs> let us down a certain path anyway <laughs> can't get into that right now <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see next up tyler says uh guys and ashley first time long time love the pod you all do great work i was catching up on a couple episodes i missed recently and listened to the october 3rd man without fear is afraid to speak episode at the end you were laughing about how all uncles are good and someone mentions <laughs> Uncle Sam and then uncle uncle Sam not being real. I started laughing about a random string of thought. I think Marvel What If has a real opening with Chris Evans as old man cap putting on a star-spangled top hat and taking up the mantle <laughs> Uncle Sam to fight some crime <laughs> <laughs> and injustice in the dark underworld of senior housing. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: sorry dark underworld great
0: work love you 3000 tyler newport B. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you tyler i love this idea i don't i don't know that's how this so has never happened like he's i know he's been old in comics how how has he never taken on the mantle of uncle sam that's so good
0: i i, I don't know i don't know cut the check marvel cut the check yeah. to tyler <laughs> cut the check to tyler we'll we'll pass it on we might take a little bit off the top just, you know, for handling fees. <laughs> handling fees. Yeah. We're going to be Tyler's agents, Yeah, I think. Well, Yeah. We're his, we're his official
1: idea agents. <laughs> that sounds like a weird dystopian future. Let's see what's the next
0: feedback. <laughs> uh, Eric Bailey sent us an email. Hello, Stranded Pandas. Glad to be able to check in with you all again. I have missed your voices through these changing months. I've been thinking one-dimensionally about the Phase 5-6 arc of antagonism and wondering which single foe would emerge as the cornerstone of the story. Would it be Kang, Scarlet Witch, or even Strange Supreme? Ooh, Perhaps comic book foes like Shumagorath or a Celestial, but maybe even an Elder God like J'thahn? Why not all of them, I say. This is the multiverse, after all. Think of this, if the stories we've been told so far are staging three, maybe more, possible hero teams, Thunderbolts, Young Avengers, and the Guardians of the Multiverse, and a cavalcade of bad guys and Nexus beings to oppose them and each other, why not throw all of them together all at once in a multi-universal series of conflicts, sure to produce a seemingly endless highlight reel of Marvel content? Jeff called it many months back. Battle world, anyone? Would it ever need to culminate in a final conflict against a Nexus being like the Beyonder? Nah, perhaps someone like Guatu would have to intervene again to preserve the multiverse, but why stop the fun? If anything, what if has made Jeff's theory far more likely? Perhaps a finale where reality is saved by a truly unique set of multiversal heroes? Eric B. in Woodland. Mm. You know... I like it, Eric. (laughs) I like it because you said I was right. A lot. I bet you do like it there, Jeff. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) So silly. That's
0: not the only reason, but multiverse is fun. I've always enjoyed
1: a good multiverse. Me too. And I think his point is well taken, even if it's not Battle World exactly. It kind of felt like Battle World, though. Right. But I I mean, like, it could just be in our universe or in whatever stage of the multiverse. Like, every almost everything he mentions there is happening on our world. You know what I mean? Like the three yeah. teams that are building like that's just, you could just have a lot of threats emerging and you know, just like in uh it looks like they're doing the sinister six in Spider-Man. You could have just these like whatever, as many sinister evil teams as you needed to, to go against this huge force of heroes. If you count the Thunderbolts. Uh, so I love it. I love it. Good ideas.
0: Oh, man, there was uh, a thing in Dark Avengers, actually, where um, Venom took on the role of Mm Spider-Man in the Avengers, like, you know, in the public Avengers group or whatever. Okay,
1: I know some people are just getting to see Venom, so, uh, spoiler alert. I still haven't. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, You should but I I also know that I told you what happened because you needed to be able to talk about it on the cast. Spoiler alert, we're going to discuss Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and its post-credit sequence now, so if you want to skip forward a minute or two.
0: Yep. So, based on the end of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and that whole sequence that, like, Feige has said that they had to work together with, uh, you know, the team doing No Way Home, and, you know, and, 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 all these teams had to work together to make that happen... Um, we could, I mean, there's potential for there to be an actual, like, Dark Reign, Dark Avengers type of thing where some bad person in a government position, like a Norman Osborn, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to throw names out like that, but, <laughs> like, somebody could take over Iron Patriot, right? Mm-hmm. Take over an Iron Man suit and Yeah, lead that team publicly, and Venom could be on that team. Like we could actually see Dark Avengers happen. Oh, for sure. And then obviously that has to lead to Siege, because I've I've been saying Siege for years.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know you want Siege, but I could also see like a time where just like the Young Avengers face down the Dark Avengers. You know, Um, like the every like the whole public thinks the Dark Avengers are just a continuation of the Avengers, and then the Young Avengers have to come in and like stop them. Um, and if he survives, I was talking to somebody this week about how if he, if he survives Hawkeye, like I think Hawkeye could be a, uh, a good mentor figure for the Avengers. Like, um, gosh, I wish I, it may be in the, it's not in the feedback because it would be, I think it must've been in the stranded panda chat on Facebook because someone mentioned the idea that like, and please write in, I'll, I'll, we'll give you credit. I just forget. Uh, someone mentioned the idea that, um, Hawkeye was the person who got Wanda to change her mind and become an Avenger. And they were saying maybe he's the one that's needed to talk her down in multiverse of madness. So like, maybe he would show up there to help talk her down. But I was just like, yeah, maybe that's possible. But like, what about also the idea that like, yes, he turned those two from villains to heroes. He kind of made Natasha flip sides to become a hero he's going out and this Kate Bishop who's out there apparently fighting as Ronan, he's going to go get her to switch to, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's going to be perfect for whether he's alive or dead <laughs> leading, <laughs> leading Yelena to switch sides. You know what I mean? And like, basically oh, yeah. he's, he's kind of the King of like having someone become an Avenger. You know what I mean? Like he knights Avengers. I know if Tony's the one who actually did it, <laughs> but he's like the guy who goes around knighting Avengers and like, yep. yeah, I could totally see him doing that. For for more of the young Avengers, you know,
0: yeah, Tony's the one that like you know has the final say or whatever. But it's like uh, it's like Hawkeye's the one that kind of develops them, coaches them. Yeah, he's like the recruitment officer.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, for right. the Avengers,
0: it's like you know you got you got potential, kid. You know if you could <laughs> just uh, you're good, but with my help, you could be the best. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I like it. Then they call him Uncle Clint. And him and
1: Uncle Uncle Sam go out, and they're the uncles, and it's the the sequel to the Marvels. Um, right? No, don't like that. You're really making my intentionally bad idea really awkward, Jeff.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, I think that's just you. I, I blame you for this. I blame you for this fully. Okay, uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so. Uh, you were saying that, um, that Young Avengers going against the Dark Avengers would be awesome. Um, that reminds me though, Young Avengers, uh, within the Dark Reign, like Young Avengers volume one, uh, number one, I think, or I'm sorry, I think it was Dark Reign Young Avengers. God, whatever the, like their tie in during that event, uh, was the first, like that issue number one is the first instance or first appearance rather of Sylvie. As enchantress, and you remember we were saying Sylvie, like Loki Sylvie, yeah. Um, as enchantress on the Young Avengers is like perfect setup, perfect setup, perfect setup. Like that was first. That was the first appearance of her.
1: That's fun. I I just but maybe I, it's it. Maybe you're right.
0: Just laying it out there. It's on the tape
1: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe 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 Hawkeye is needed to go to flip her to the good side too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he flips all the ladies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Quicksilvers. Mm. So we need him to reach out to Ralph Boner as well.
0: There's a joke there somewhere about Ralph Boner then being shot by a robot. I don't know. <laughs> mm. I don't know if it's if it's uncouth or not, but... <laughs> I'm sure
1: it is. It started with Ralph Boner. It's going to end in an uncouth place. <laughs> You can't start with Ralph Boner and end, like, you know,
0: completely clean. Are you saying Ralph Boner always makes it dirty? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Quite literally. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that is all for this particular episode of the MCU cast. Uh, we're going to be back with, uh, the next episode, which will be a bunch of what if feedback, and we're going to do as much of the, what we, we, we didn't get to do it last week. So we're going to do as much of the, what if feedback as we can in this, in a one hour podcast. And we may have to split it up into two because we still have about 10 pages of it. So <laughs> we got lots Oof. of stuff to talk about with what if, and, uh, we'll be back, uh, in a couple of days. Peace